Hey everyone, and welcome to Refinery Life Church, and welcome to another Tuesday evening teaching. You know, we're so glad you're here. We're, we're working our way through the scriptures, and we're, we're learning every single week. So welcome, welcome. And you know, we, let's get together on a Sunday. If you're on the Gold Coast, and you're looking for a new church home, why don't you come and join us? We meet at 23 T.E. Peters Drive at Broadbeach, and we meet at 9.30, and then again at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We'd love to have you there. We're a friendly church. We preach the word of God, and that's all you should be looking for if you're looking for a new church home. And right now, join me in the Lord's Prayer before we go any further. You know, when the disciples said to Jesus, teach us how to pray, this was his response. He said, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. The sermon series we're working through at the moment is titled Jesus Came Preaching. The question we're asking is what did he preach about? Over the coming few weeks, as we have the last couple of weeks, we're going to look at some of the scriptures and the great subjects on which he taught. And today we're talking about I am the light of the world. If you've got your Bible, open it up. Let's read these scriptures together. I'm reading from the New King James Version, and we're starting in John 8, 12. That's what we're going to concentrate on today. It says, Then Jesus spoke to them, saying again, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And then we're going to look at quite a few different scriptures now. So the first one is John 1, 4-5. It says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. You notice your friends and families in the world don't comprehend what you're talking about when you talk about Christ? This is what he's saying here. Then let's look at John 8, 12. It says, Then Jesus spoke to them, saying again, I am the light of the world. He who knows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. That's pretty good, isn't it? John 9, 5 says, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And John 12, 46 says, I have come as light into the world, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. He's telling us the same thing over and over, isn't he? Before we go any further, let's, let's pray for our offering. We pray every single week for our offering. We don't do offering messages, but we pray for it every week. So if, you, if you'd like to sow a seed, the details will be at the bottom of the screen. Father, we thank you that we can gather again in your name. Lord, we thank you that we are a giving church because that is what we're called to do. Lord, we thank you that we can bring our tithes and offerings to you this evening. Our tithes just being the start and offerings going above and beyond. We thank you, Lord, and we pray that these seeds that are planted return a crop, return a harvest, Lord. And we pray that they go to the places that they need to go to preach your word. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. The light of the world can be, or the light, any sort of light, can be divided into artificial and natural light. Artificial light derives energy from a manufactured source, like a light bulb, or a torch, a lantern, a lamp, heaters even. They're all powered by various energy sources. Some natural lights that we have are the sun and the stars and, and lightning. 
Their light sources are found within themselves. Artificial and natural light can also be found in the spiritual world. Have a look around. See what's happening around you. Many kinds of artificial spiritual light have their source in something other than themselves. But there is only one natural spiritual light. And it has its own source of energy. The light is Jesus. And his light dispels all darkness. First point this evening is Jesus dispels the darkness of artificiality. We live in a world of artificiality. Everything around us, you have a look, it's, it's fake. We have foods with artificial color, artificial flavor, and artificial sweeteners. We're surrounded by synthetic fabrics, synthetic rubber, and even synthetic diamonds. In a world of false, fake, and make-believe, we need a true standard. Let me tell you, at the refinery, we are raising a standard. We are raising God's standard. The average person is sometimes not knowledgeable enough to discern the superficial from that which is real. For instance, we, we trust that a jeweler will tell us the true quality of a gemstone if we take it there. Christ is the true standard. Jesus brings light and understanding to life. Everything looks different in the brightness of sunlight, doesn't it? True color tones are revealed when they are exposed to the sunlight. Often artificial light gives off a certain hue. Anyone who's done any photography or videography before will understand this. For instance, an incandescent light gives off a yellow tint. A fluorescent light gives off a blue tint. Sunlight, however, is a white light. And its colors show their true self under its glow. Humankind offers many forms of spirituality too, don't they? Eastern religions or humanitarian enterprises are artificial substitutes for a personal walk with Jesus Christ. They too offer a light for humanity, but it's man-made. There are false religions, we all know that. And they're shown to be false when they are exposed to the light of Jesus Christ. Second thing this evening is Jesus dispels the darkness of sin. Sin is more often not associated with darkness. Even the secular world makes darkness synonymous with evil thoughts and actions. Evil deeds seek the cover of darkness. Even our own evil thoughts are often kept private because we do not want others to see us as we really are. More crime is committed under the cover of darkness than in daylight. Dimly led entertainment venues are often associated with questionable activities. Few people want to walk the streets without the benefit of a streetlight. Sin finds its best fruit. Sin finds its best, best fruit under the cover of darkness. And Jesus is to sin what light is to darkness. He is the opposite of sin. When he is present, there's no sin present. To sin, we must put Christ somewhere else. Sin and Christ are not compatible. Have a look at your own life. If you call yourself a believer and you're still sinning, that's not compatible. And we all make mistakes, but we can all repent for them. Sin and Christ are not compatible. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Our sun can only light half the world at a time. 
when it's nighttime here in America, in Australia, it's daytime in America. While part of the earth enjoys sunshine, the rest of the world is shrouded in darkness. But Jesus is the light of all the world. He is not confined to geography or race or national boundaries. His light shines brightly for all humankind. We all have that opportunity. There is no sin that light that the light of Christ cannot dispel. Except, of course, if you reject him. His light is sufficient to obliterate all shadows. Our third thing this evening is Jesus dispels the darkness of hopelessness. Life has meaning, but that meaning is not apparent without God. When we find Christ and we start walking along the path he has for us, we start to understand his meaning and the meaning of our life. We are wandering in a moral fog if we don't have Christ. Old ways no longer seem to work in our present world. Society is rapidly changing. It's changing its morals and its values, and not for the better. Long-held moral beliefs are ridiculed. Marriages are easily dissolved. Patriotism is questioned, and respect for God and his church rates very low. Despair is an enemy of life. Despondent thoughts choke hope out of life. Our tears of anguish are poured out week after week to ministers. All are seeking hope and meaning for life. Everyone wants hope. Everyone wants to understand the meaning of life. And Jesus comes to say that he offers the light of life. In the midst of difficulty, he offers strength to the weak. Comfort to those who mourn and hope to those who have lost their way. We do not always have the experience necessary to face life's tragedies though, do we? Jesus becomes a lighthouse to guide us when we're confused. You know, if we just start reading the Bible and start doing what Jesus did, the world will be a much better place. Because he is the lighthouse when we're confused. By knowing Christ, we can know how he would act in similar circumstances. His Holy Spirit in us witnesses to proper conduct and proper attitudes. Because even in our churches, we need to start seeing proper conduct and a proper attitude towards the kingdom. Likewise, His Spirit makes us uncomfortable when we're not conducting ourselves properly. As we finish up this evening, Jesus offers light to a world that's walking in shadows and darkness. He exposes artificial light as being inferior. I'm sorry to all our Indian and Pakistani and you know, different friends from around the world that have different religions and thousands of gods. They're artificial. Jesus is the true light. He dispels sin and leaves no room for it in a person's life. He adds zest for living by giving us hope in our darkest hours. This same Jesus can be the light of your life. If you let him, you've got to invite him in. He can be the light of your life. Will you take him into your life? That's my question for you this evening. I don't care whether you've never met him before or you've been sitting in a church for 60 years. Will you let him into your life? Will you let him help you get rid of your sin and give you hope? His light can be the light of the life in you. That's my challenge for you.
It's up to you to accept it or not. And I really want to encourage you, as I do every week, to be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us than we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. So when you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him. And He can make you whole if you allow Him to. Spirit, soul, and body. And you're important to God. You wouldn't be listening to this or watching this if you didn't think that. But you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. Don't wait for the next great foot to come around. He'll reveal his promises directly to you if you trust in him. So whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or by any of our social media channels. We're believing this year... And we're seeing it. We're not just believing it, we're seeing it. This year, 2022, is a year of repentance and blessings. We're seeing blessings flow through our church. Just the other night, we had a member of our church that had been having back trouble for a long time. We prayed for him. He wasn't even there. We prayed for him. The next morning, he rings and tells me that his back felt like it was on fire. And the next morning, he was healed. Praise the Lord. You want to see those blessings, it's a good time to start repenting. And until next time, stay in the blessings.